Welcome back to the Fallen World Podcast, a near-future post-apocalyptic RPG adventure where zombies are real and dangers hide around every corner. This adventure is episodic, so if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend doing so. But without further ado, let's return to the Fallen World and the next chapter of our adventure. flashlights come on a door, set of double doors, barred and locked and fortified from the outside with the words, keep out, painted on them. As your light plays across the doors, you hear this groan from the other side and sort of shake as if something hits them from behind. You uh, move in the other direction. Uh, There are a few times where you see something where, you know, there's a, there's a desk or a box or a lot of these, these things have barricades that are like up in the hallways from various desks and file cabinets and a couple places. It's ICU in your careful search burden that they've been moved uh perhaps recently like there's fresh non-dusty areas on some of these spots where they just maybe have been moved a foot or slid out of the way or tumbled over and looked through um something someone has been here uh maybe not hours ahead of you but certainly within a handful of days, a week at the most. Um, You pass by a cafeteria and it's actually Creed who spots this as you go past, but Creed, you're pretty sure that one of those snack machines is intact in there. And as somebody passes their flashlight and you're mostly looking, you think you see snacks on the other side of the glass. Hey, hey, hold up. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a minute since I've had myself a, a Twinkie or a Ho-O. Uh, I don't know if there might be something, might be something we're checking out here. Uh, at the very least, we could uh, resupply our rations. Might taste a little bit better than this, uh, you know, couple year old jerky you guys go into the cafeteria we're all still in a row right yeah and i would call it a loose row so the hallways are big enough that more than one you guys could go shoulder to shoulder side by side you know if you were in a fight you probably would but i'm i'm imagining it more as kind of like a a zipper sort of like somebody's here and then you know in the upper left and then the next person is to the right of them and a little bit behind and so on and so on so you guys can you know move around and be beside each other uh and it's kind of a loose uh, you know z-shaped column I mean, if you want to do something more specific than that that's fine just let me know what it is Uh, yeah, I'm always down for a legally distinct nougat bar. Well, and in fact, socket, you, this stuff is kind of the closest thing. that This in gasoline is an alcohol currency in Reaver society. Okay. Like if you could show up with some Starburst or some Ho-Ho's, that would be a big deal. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's get in there. And she's kind of like pushing on Creed's back to kind of get him to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't need that. Okay. All right. Let's go. Seems like I uh, got a little, little, little bit higher urgency now. I'd really like to know that our, it's, it's, it's wonderful to know that our real motivation is, uh, <laughs> is uh, trademark snack foods. <laughs> the, uh, it's going to 
pause and just kind of keep an eye out as you to go over to the snack machine. Alara doesn't eat that junk. <laughs> Make it quick, guys. Well, your flashlight socket shows a, a veritable treasure trove of sweets in there. There's at least five packs of gum, uh, some Mentos, the fresh maker, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, two or three bags of pretzels, some spicy hot Cheetos, a uh, couple of tasty cakes, uh, and that upper left-hand corner, Creed, is one pack of Twinkies left. And a handful of other snacks. You probably have 20 different snacks in there uh, that are just resting on the other side of the glass. In the corner, you notice a little sign that says, this machine has been modified to assist the visually impaired. And then uh, beside each item on their price, on the other side of the glass, it is written in braille uh, what the item is. On the other side of the On the <laughs> other side of the glass. <laughs> hmm. That seems less than helpful. Are, are there exposed screws where I could take my tinkerer's tools to and unscrew the glass and carefully remove it? Probably not the glass, but you could disassemble the machine and eventually get to the snacks. Um, but that would take much longer than you could we need to probably figure. unlock it. These are simple, simple locks. Okay. I can try. My guess. Well, if, if if you have thieves tool socket, you can unlock it. Otherwise, Kenner Burton could probably pick the lock, or I you can just somebody do it. I just yeah. come up and say, "Here, this will go a lot faster." <laughs> and, uh, I hope it goes better than last time. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It'll probably be Burton that gets the snack. All right, uh, Misha, your DC for the snack machine is ten. All right, slide of hand. Yes. Fifteen. All right. Redeemed myself. Door swings open. Now the cafeteria itself is uh, one of the larger rooms. Uh, tables are overturned. There's blood smeared on the wall. Um, socket, you notice none of this, but uh, Burton, you kind of take it in as you're hanging back and surveilling the room. And you, you notice Alara is taking it in as well. There's a half-high counter with a kitchen behind that, uh, and that's kind of ominously dark and still. Uh, Socket and Creed, do you begin to load up? Oh yeah, it's it is like the the as soon as that thing opens, it's like the quickening. Just all like I am just like all of his attention is on this one packet of Twinkies. And I think it has just been cemented that uh, that one of Creed's uh, this weaknesses is going to be <laughs> trademark, <laughs> trademark snack foods. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's taking any of this in as he's uh, reaching in uh, just, uh, in, in, you know, in slow motion in his mind to uh, reach for those Twinkies. They're like glowing. A yeah, absolutely. Holy aura. 100%. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, every Twinkie glows with that that holy aura. A little a little slice of heaven. Yeah. So, uh, you guys end up with uh, 22 different snack items in all. And uh, you can, uh, within reason, just decide what they are and uh, decide how you divvy them up. We can do that kind of off, off camera, so to speak. Um, the rest of you are on high alert and about 
five minutes later, you're back in the hallway. You eventually uh, do find on the ground floor, Dr. Fleming's lab. It's a corner lab, um, kind of on the opposite, one of the opposite corners of the uh, warehouse that you came in. So this would be more towards the front half of the building. Uh, and it takes up a pretty big, uh, you know, can, compared to some of these other rooms and labs, it's about the size of three of the other offices. Uh, and it comprises a, uh, a lab area. Um, let's see here. Uh, you guys can make um, medicine or arcana checks your choice to kind of get a little bit of a, um, and if you don't have either of those, you can make a perception check at a higher difficulty to kind of just get a sense of the scope of, of the lab itself. I'll roll medicine. Okay. Yep, and then yep. everybody's welcome to roll on this as you guys kind of come in and take it in. Got a 20 for perception. Okay. Seven for medicine. Six on perception. Yes. Uh, Creed is so focused uh, on his on his, uh, on his Twinkie that you're only natural one for his perception and a nine on his medicine check. So yeah, I mean, half the stacks went into your pack, but that Twinkie went into your pocket, and yeah. your hand is on it right now. Yeah, his revolver's away now. He's only he has one hand on the on the Twinkie and one hand on his uh, machete. I think that's a. I'll punish myself with that for the for the natural one. Um, rolling both perception and medicine. Uh, just, just, just pick your just pick your best the skill that you think is best for your character. But but ultimately, um, you know, it's it's Quinn and Socket who sort of realize that hey, this is a multi-person lab probably anywhere between four and six uh, uh, people working here uh, in addition to the main researcher um, there's you know coolant refrigerator on one side there's a uh, big rack for microfiche files uh, there's a couple uh, you know uh, desk not desktop but uh, yeah desktop uh, computer hard drive uh, systems there in the corner. Um, you know, there's no power to them, but they're there. And um, there's a, uh, uh, you know, this was a considerable operation. This was a big part of the research that was, that was being done here. And, and with the, both of you clearing 20, this was probably the culmination of research that was being done in other parts of the facility as well. So, um, you know, stuff would be worked on in other departments and divisions and all sort of rolled up to here. Uh, so you guys can begin to search. Uh, there's a couple different ways you can search here. Uh, you can search um, technologically with Arcana. If you can get a power source onto the computer, you can begin to look through the files there. Um, you can do good old fashioned investigation I look for relevant microfiche files and notes and, uh, you know, crawl over that whiteboard that's there and, you know, see what's, what smudges are not completely erased. Um, and then there's uh, medicine as well, where you can actually look at what was being worked on and left behind and try to infer a little bit more about the type of research that was going on here. Um, so everyone can do any one of those three and or guard the door in the hallway uh, or do something else uh, if you have something else in mind. So Arcana, Medicine, and what's the other one? Investigation. Investigation. So any one of these tasks is a, a good solid hour of, uh, of time invested to carefully go through whatever one of these angles uh, you want to go through. I'm and that will take you files. <laughs> it will be dark outside by the time you're done here. 
What if you don't have any of those? Oh. So before anybody starts rolling, I want you to tell me what you're doing. Does that mean if we already rolled that we can re-roll? <laughs> no, that's, that's similar to Creed jumping the gun on that other scene. Um, you're like, Alara just starts rooting through stuff and making more of a mess than anything else. You probably could use your inspiration to re-roll that if you'd okay. like. Do we get one of those per session or? You get as many as you want. You start with one for free and you can roll on the inspiration task utility chart to get a second inspiration whenever you want. You can't bank them. So, you know, once you've used it is when you can get a second inspiration. At, uh, it seems like a good region. spot. This is a good time to use it, I think. So. <laughs> you rolled investigation. So you're going to be searching through notes and slides. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So give me your second roll there, Alara. Um, seven. Okay. That's the best my inspiration can do. All right. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm just going to go around the group here. Um, ben. Uh, Socket's going to do what she does best and look at these wires and try to get the power back online to the computer. Okay. How many level one spell slots do you have left? I have one. You're going to get about 15 minutes of power out of that. Okay. And this is going to increase the difficulty of your search. Okay. So go ahead and make an arcana check. A 16. Okay. Do you want to use your inspiration? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll again. Okay. I'll take the 16. 16 it is. Um, Misha. Yeah. What does Quinn do? Um, Quinn looks around to see if there's any like locked file drawers or things like that. That's investigation. Go so ahead. I don't have that. Is that fine? You can make it untrained. So everybody pretty much has all of these skills. There's going to be occasions where I won't let you make a check unless you have trained in that skill. But, you know, anyone can look around. Okay. And some people are naturally better at it than others. And then on top of that, some people have received instruction and are professionally skilled at that. So you might just be, um, yeah, you're just okay. But go ahead and take a look. Okay. 13. 13? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what is Burton doing? Uh, Burton is going to investigate the uh, uh, what look like chemistry and, and medical setups. Okay. So that's actually going to be a medicine check for Burton. Yeah. Five. Do you wish to use your inspiration? Um, Somebody already used theirs. I don't remember. I did. Oh. So I will use it again. Awesome. I need you to roll a 10 sided die. Okay. One D10. Yep. Seven. Seven. You have to do 15 mountain climbers, 15 per leg in the real world in less than a minute, and you can have your inspiration. Okay. What did you have to do? Do you need me to count them off? That sounds great. Okay. One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 
13, 14, 15. Awesome. You're inspired. <laughs> uh, go ahead and spend that point and roll again. Now, Bert, I don't know if this is the best time to be getting your uh, your your fitness in, but uh, I do appreciate the uh, I do appreciate the hustle. Cardio is critical key, Creed. Don't I know? Okay, so I'm doing another another medicine roll. I have seen stranger rituals to do things Seven. to concentrate. <laughs> We're quite the group here. <laughs> We're not good at searching. I don't know why he picked any of us, honestly. Jeff, what did you get on your second roll? Seven. Okay. And then I guess the last question is how is Creed spending this hour? Oh, Creed uh, is, this is not his bag. He does not know much about any kind of medical equipment. He does not know anything about searching through files. He is a ranch hand and uh, this is very much out of his comfort zone. So he is taking the time to just kind of like pretending to be like looking around, but is actually has turned his back to all of them and is is just like gorging, just eating the Twinkie. That's all that's <laughs> all that Creed is doing. Uh, he is, you know, he's not the one to like, he might save one of them, but well, I guess, are they sold in two packs or they come in one pack? It's been a long time since they're, I actually eat the Twinkie. It, okay, yeah. he's eating one of them. He's, he's saving one for later, but he's definitely eating one of them. And it is, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's a revelation. Uh, I mean, you've forgotten how delicious these things are. Do you eat it like all, like almost all at once? Or do you just try to do it in little bits? Little bites. I think he's trying to savor it. He's uh, yeah, he's he's not he's not uh, trying to scarf it down in one bite. I'm gonna ask you to make a wisdom save, DC ten. Okay, I love it. <laughs> That's a nine. Please don't expire. Yeah, it didn't last as long as you were hoping. You started <laughs> slow, but oh my gosh, once that sugar gets in there, it just tastes so good. Oh, uh, yeah, he can't help himself. Yeah, that other one is right there. Oh man, I think he's. I think he starts in on the second one. I think he has to. Okay, I'll I'll let you try a second wisdom save if you'd like to. If you'd like to apply some fortitude, some <laughs> internal willpower to it. Oh Jesus! It is that one. It is gone even faster than the first. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll come back to that in a minute. Socket. Uh, actually, I want to start with Quinn. Um, you're going through the handwritten files. And um, you find some microfiche research slides, holding them up to the flashlight. It looks like there has been, and you're going by the dates. So these dates would have been you know, within three months of the event that uh, you recall as the fall of societies. Uh, but there's notes on um, some marine biology research, uh, regenerative capabilities of starfish, DNA cross-segmenting with pigs, and specifically pig organs for the potential use of human organ transplant. And you just find the whole section of microfiche and you take it. Okay. Ben, for the 16, you copy 80% of the hard drive before you run out of power. Okay. It's all encrypted. You have no idea what it is, but you're pretty sure it was Dr. Fleming's. You're pretty sure she'd probably access her own files if she could get, get, back, get them back to her gotta find her well you know from the ticker message from dan that she's at fort highview okay um so you guys kind of look up to share your discoveries with one another and you know burton i mean 
you've gone after sensitive information before, but you don't really have a background to know what sensitive information is. Uh, you haven't really found anything that you think would be useful yet. And uh, kind of a similar outcome for you, Alara. Uh, you, I mean, this place was left in a rush. The area you're looking didn't really have anything of, of, of value. Science um, stuff just goes over my head. And <laughs> I can't tell if it's the homework or a breakthrough. But uh, you're sort of just as as uh, you're drawing in a breath, Quinn, to talk about what you've discovered. You hear the rending of metal and a loud crash and a chorus of growls and monstrous noises echoing through the building. You all kind of turn and look at each other. Your immediate assumption is that door has been compromised. And you know, each of you kind of turn, you've got maybe Creed's lantern in the middle of the room, giving some ambient light, and the rest of you using flashlights as you need be. Creed in particular, sugar and stuff smeared over his face, looks especially caught off guard. Uh, like he was in his own moment uh, and highly disrupted. Uh, shows his age a little bit, the wrinkles around his eyes, looks a little deeper, seems a little disoriented uh, for the moment. Uh, but you all quickly kind of snap uh, as the sound of it sounds like a stampede uh, echoes through the building, and you know you probably just have moments. I think our time here is up. Barricade the door, or do we run? Okay, we, we run. Need, we need to run. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out our weapons. Around. So she's. You said that she took all that. So that stuff's already in her pack, right? Okay. Okay. So uh, you you guys spill out into the hallway, and the stampeding sound is coming from the direction you were. So your only way out is the opposite direction. You'll have to find a different exit, but you do all sort of agree, immediately assess that the, the volume of noise coming from the direction you came is a larger volume of, of, of the fallen than you would care to face unless you absolutely had to. Uh, so you take off running and you try to stay ahead of the port. Uh, I like you to start each with an athletics check and tell me what you get as you begin racing down the hallway. And uh, go ahead. Uh, the sugar is finally kicking into Creed, and uh, he is he rolled an eighteen. And rolls a 19. I got a 21, making up for falling off that cliff. I got a natural 20, but I have minus one on my athletics. (laughs) (laughs) I continue to roll sevens on everything, so I have an eight. An eight. Socket has a 19. Um, Burton, you're off to a slow start. It might have been the ankle sprain from the fall off the cliff. Do uh, you want to re-inspire yourself or stick with your eight? Oh, I'll re-inspire. Okay. Roll a 10-sided <laughs> die, please. Nine, now I can roll high, good. All right, that is 20 air squats. Okay. What? We can even do those on camera. That's right, here we are, okay. This is the best thing. One. Two, 
17, 18, 19, 20. Excellent. Very inspiring. Very. Watching you do that makes me want a cigarette so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, and uh, spend that inspiration for a second check there, Jeff. Okay. This was athletics, right? Hmm? This was athletics. Athletics. Three. You're behind. The rest of the group rounds a corner and you run headlong into a, uh, a, a pair of zombies shuffling sort of independently from the group. They're wearing researcher uh, smocks. Uh, your guess is they've been uh, rattling around this building for some time, uh, but they are uh, blocking your forward movement. Or you might even call them an obstacle in your path. Uh, the speed at which you can overcome that will determine how far ahead of this horde you can stay. Uh, Burton is not involved with this obstacle. He's behind. We'll, we'll come back to Burton in a moment. Um, so, everybody give me a quick initiative, please. 18 for Creed. 22 for Alara. Okay. 13 for Quinn. 12 for Socket. Okay. Um, Alara. They are right in your head. How many are there? There are two. Oh, just two. Uh, I'm gonna take out my axe and swing at one of them. Okay. Go ahead and roll a hit. Eight. You just barely catch it, sir. <laughs> no, I think they were expecting to see you here. Like they're just like starting to turn and get excited. And you're right on top of one. Gotta love fighting zombies. All right. And that is seven damage. Okay. It reels under the damage, but is still in your path. Uh, next up is. No, three. no, no. I'm oh. going to kick it. Okay. <laughs> I am uh, not quite done with him yet. That's a 16 to hit. That hits. All right. Well, just four damage from that kick. Okay. High with the axe, low with the kick. The thing kind of stumbles backwards. Creed, you're just a beat behind her. What do you do? Uh, yeah, Creed, uh, having fully consumed the his his Twinkie treat, uh, is going to uh, rip pull the revolver back off of his hip uh, and point it at the other one that's not being handled and is going to start by uh, trying to shoot in the face. Okay. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. You absolutely hit it. It's kind of dark. Creed's the only one without a flashlight, so you probably don't quite get the face, but go ahead and roll your damage. <laughs> 17 damage. Uh, the thing reels backwards. Uh, a big part of its shoulder disappearing as the bullet tears through it. Um, mark off one of your revolver rounds, please. Okay. And uh, Quinn, you right. are... I was actually going to use my bonus action Okay. to, to do my offhand hit. Okay. Uh, so he, uh, he pulls the knife. Well, I guess, yeah, he wouldn't be able to use the machete. So uh, I guess he... I don't know if you can wield the machete as a separate. Anyway, um, he's. I'm just gonna roll my dagger, which is what I have as my offhand. Um, okay. But it doesn't matter. I, well, it it uh, it was a nine to hit. It'll hit. Okay. Uh, so following up after shooting uh, shooting the revolver, uh, he's gonna move in then uh, with a blade and try to hit it. Uh, and that's just three damage. Okay. Uh, the thing is. It was battered and beaten and just sort of barely remaining upright. Um, 
manage to wrench your dagger back out of it. I'm pretty sure it's going to latch on to you in a moment if it gets the chance. Uh, Quinn. Okay, Quinn has her daggers out. So I've got the two two weapon fighting, so I can have a dagger in each hand. Mm-hmm. So, you basically do what they just did. You have a primary action and a bonus attack with your second. And can I also do sneak attack? Yeah, well? e- either one of these, the first attack that hits, you can apply your sneak attack damage to that as well. All right, cool. So are you attacking the one that um, Cree? I thought, I thought there was attacked? one left. No, th- there's two of them, and they're both left. So, okay. Uh, the Creed's is pretty well chewed up. The one that's a little more uh, together Sorry. still is the one that Alara uh, attacked. Um, not that the X didn't do a, a lot of damage, but it didn't create a, a, a hole in it like the uh, revolver did. Okay, I'll do. I'll attack the one that's still a little bit more spry. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit with your first attack. Twenty-one. That hits. Twenty. Damage or do I do my? So roll your damage and roll your sneak attack. Damage is four. Right one. Five for my sneak attack. So. Okay. Um, Excellent. Now you have your offhanded attack as well. Eight. That barely connects. Is five again for damage. Uh, it drops. How describe kind of how Quinn moves in and finishes this thing off between your two attacks. Um, so she runs up with her two daggers, one in each hand, um, slices across the throat, and then jabs one into the ear. And uh, Alara, Quinn just sort of appears from behind you and slips in uh, with a credible amount of skill, similar to your own in a lot of ways. And uh, two quick knife blows later, and the thing is slumped on the floor at your feet. Uh, a socket you round the corner to see one barely standing in front of Creed. Uh, socket will pull out her modified flare gun and level it at the creature's face and let it fly with a 19. Okay, that hits. And two damage. That is just what needed. A little puff of blackened flame shooting across its face. It sort of snorts a couple times and then jerks and Creed just sort of shoulders it out of the way as you keep moving. Burton, who has fallen behind, has an opportunity to glimpse the horde that is pursuing the group. Uh, they are much closer to you than they are to the rest of the group, Burton. But you see kind of in front of the horde is this silhouetted figure. It's hard to make out any details because it's dark in here. But uh, you know, your flashlight catches you know, kind of across the, the shoulder to hip diagonally. And, and you see the grayed flesh of a, of a fallen zombie, uh, but the body is sort of moving with more uh, intention and agility than you would expect to see in a fallen. And uh, around the neck, uh, you catch a, a little glinting of metal in it, and it looks like there's, not quite sure, uh, give me a, Now your passive perception is high enough at a 13. It looks like a necklace of fingers 
that, that still have rings on them. Uh, in somewhere in the back of your mind is, is it gotta be from different hands? And then you start running again. Uh, now, uh, mechanically, Burton fails another athletics check. You will fall behind and come in contact with the horde. Uh, any one of you can choose to try to help him to keep that from happening. Uh, if you choose to help him, you must succeed at a strength check. And if you fail that strength check, you reset to his position. So before anybody starts rolling, tell me what you want to do. I think Quinn looks around and says, where's Burton? Yeah. Yeah, I think that creep, even with his strength of zero, which I'm not looking forward to making this roll, um, uh, I uh, I think that like as he shoulder checks that zombie out of the way and kind of looks back, taking stock, would would see Burton far behind and uh, would would especially given their history being the closest of the group probably would want to help them. Okay. So you, you step back to sort of help pull him along, uh, which may or may not be necessary. And uh, the rest of you keep running. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, Creed, if you don't want to make this roll, then Socket has at least a plus one in strength rolls. Um, maybe we could work together to try to help Burden. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think he would, he definitely wouldn't like, uh, well, I mean, he's not gonna, he's not gonna say no to that. Like, I mean, if, if you want to help too and grab the other arm, uh, grab, you know, grab Burton's other side, like, I, I think that that's totally your call. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that up to DM discretion if that'll do anything, but yeah, Socket sure. will will late stay behind a little bit to help out the rest right. of the group. So Creed and Socket can work together, uh, and Socket can make the roll with advantage as a result of Creed's help, and all three of you will share whatever fate you share. Uh, okay. Now let's start with athletics checks. Uh, since it's exciting, we will do Burton first. Thank you. You hold back to help Burton. He races right past you. All right, let's start then with Alara. What's up? Oh, Alara. Uh, which check do I need to make? Athletics. This is just a foot race. Again, All right. you've overcome the zombies that were in your way. Thirteen. 13. That is, you guys need a 12, so 13 gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, socket? 18. Spry. Quinn? Still young. Athletics. Quinn, did you say Quinn? Mm hmm. Athletics. Oof. 14. Okay. Still, still, still has some hustle and creed. Oh, is the sugar high with it? No, it's not. That's a three. <laughs> uh, and you spent your inspiration already? I have not. No, I do have inspiration, so I'm gonna burn that right now and go for another. Okay. That's a fourteen. All right. Uh, there's a, just a, a moment of hesitancy, and then you're off. Uh, the horde is behind you. You see uh, what looks like those double doors ahead. Um, and you know you're going to have to break through them to get out. Uh, they have uh, a damage reduction 
and they have the hit points. So the way this works is you have to do more damage than the, the kind of the toughness of the object. Uh, and then you have to do enough hit points to break it down. So uh, the group of you uh, lands on these doors and you can either, um, yeah, I'll give each of you the choice individually. You can you know, fire on it with a weapon on your way towards it, uh, or you can wait until you get there and uh, attack it hand to hand. And I'm gonna rule that the fire axe, which is designed to break down barricades in, in case of emergency, uh, may ignore the damage reduction of the door. So the fire axe is your most effective tool here under the circumstances. But you've got two metal doors reinforced with wood and some desks in front of them, along with uh, a, a chain lock around the doors themselves. So there's a you know, there's some substance to this obstacle that is in between you and safety. Well, since I seem to have raced up ahead and uh, I have a fire axe, uh, I think maybe I should uh, go ahead and take a swing. I'm actually going to have you guys roll initiative, re-roll your initiatives here. Uh, okay. So. Oh, that's a six for Alara. <laughs> Sixteen for Quinn. Sixteen for Socket. Okay. Eighteen for okay. Creed. So Creed, you're the first to kind of see what you're up against and and go after it. Now, any of you who go ahead of Burton are welcome to reset your initiatives and go behind him if that's your preference. Um, I'm going to say that there are four more people at the door. Is it going to be hard to use firearms against it? So um, you said that there was a chain with a padlock, correct? Mm -hmm. So I think seeing that um, kind of, and see, having seen it from the outside as well and knowing what we're up against here, um, I think that uh, Creed would would put his uh, revolver back in his pocket. Oh, actually, sorry, what's our distance from us to the door? Uh, you're within a single move the door. Okay, okay. So I, I guess then he'll probably just keep the revolver out uh, and kind of try to aim aim down the iron sights and shoot at that, uh, at that lock trying to blast okay. it off so that he can at least free that up. Okay. Go ahead and uh, you're in the heat of the moment, roll to hit. It's not that hard to hit. So uh, anything that's a 10 or better is going to... 22. Boom. Uh, roll your damage. Uh, 11 damage. Um, the lock... Uh, bounces under the bullet and seems badly damaged, but it is still doing the job it was paid to do. Um, yeah, and not, not having anything else within range uh, that I can do as I'm, I'm moving, uh, moving up there, I think that he'll just move like closer to the door, uh, but not all the way up to it. It's making sure that it's still within range. He's probably still, you know, half the distance away uh, and is just kind of keeping an eye back on the horde as everyone else is rushing towards the uh, the door. Queen. Um, I rush up to the door and look at the lock and am a little bit upset. Yeah, it is no longer pickable. <laughs> and kind of just go, uh, and I will take my bat out and swing at the lock. Yeah, one good bash might do it. All right. Sometimes you got to do the old-fashioned way. <laughs> uh, 15 on the okay. roll. That'll absolutely hit the lock. Just one on the damage, though. Uh, it just bounces around on the chain. Um, socket. Socket will take her trusty wrench that she has and try to bash the lock okay. like Quinn because setting the wood barricade on fire doesn't seem like a good idea so I don't have this statted mic 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming it would be a, a club. Yeah, it's a club. It's 1d4. Okay. So I'll just do like a, a strength check because yeah. I'm not proficient in it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you your profic proficiency bonus on you to hit your, your okay. little grease monkey. You can you can use the wrench as a weapon. Okay. You probably have over a discussion or two with other reavers. So this is a plus three. Okay. <laughs> That's a seven. Okay. Um, you just the chaos at the door, you know, your, your wrench kind of bounces off of the chain and the handle doesn't quite connect with the lock. And burn. Alright, here comes my fire axe. That's a 15. Are you attacking the door or the lock? I'm attacking, attacking the lock. Okay. And that does five damage. Well, the the axe in, in the tool that it is uh, shreds into the metal and just sort of the weighting of the axe and, and your, your body force behind it. The lock snaps and hangs loosely. You think once you break through the wood that's screwed and nailed into the back of the doors, you'll be home free. Um, one of two parts of the barrier is now destroyed. Uh, if you can't get through the door uh, next round, you're going to have zombies behind you that are in touchy-feely range. Um, and you'll have to start dealing with the uh, first couple waves of the horde. So, am I able to kick at the barrier? Um, typically, you, I think the monk kick attack is special to the monk, correct? Okay. As a bonus action? The bonus action is, yeah. Yeah. Unless you have two weapon fighting, I believe, then you could do an unarmed attack, essentially, and just flavor it as a kick. No. Um, well, everybody has basic two weapon fighting, so uh, I guess you could do an unarmed kick, uh, which does two points of damage for you. I'm looking at your sheet right now. Go ahead and roll it, Jeff. Okay, that's a nine. Yeah, it sort of slides off the door. You don't get good footing. Might be that bad ankle again. Uh, going to the top of the round, it's Creed's turn. Okay. Uh... Looking a little sheepish, realizing that he made more of a, an issue for them with the door than <laughs> than he meant to. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna uh, pull out that uh, machete and start hacking at the door. Okay. Um, at this point, I think you guys can just roll damage against the door itself. Uh, moving forward. Did Alara not go? I oh. have not gone, but I oh, rolled I'm a sorry. 30 or something. I'm so sorry, I Laura. I, just gonna... <laughs> I forgot to scroll down. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I have a, it's not a fire axe, but it is an axe. So I'm going to axe the wall or the door. Let's see, see what that does. There are oh, double can... doors. So the five of you can kind of get around the two doors at some point or another. So go ahead and uh, roll your damage. Axe it nicely yeah. to open. I know we didn't have to roll the hit, but I did anyway, and I crit. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean that? Uh... Uh, sure. I'll let you do double damage with that. And I'll let anybody who wants to roll the hit and run the risk of missing with the possible upside of a 1 in 20 critical chance to boot. Cool. Well, that is 10 damage. Total? Yes. So the... The axe shreds through one of the thicker boards, and uh, and the doors sort of shake, and you're you're not far from breaking through them. Uh, we'll now go to the beginning of the second round. The zombies. Wait, I no, have a kick. <laughs> I'm gonna also kick the door. Okay. <laughs> For five extra damage. Okay. A few more. Um, Splinters fly from the kick. Uh, you're overcoming, you know, some of the door's natural hardness there as well. But uh, you've made good progress 
uh, Lauren has taken you most of the way to freedom. Creed? All right. Creed's going to uh, just, can, just gonna, as, as, as promised, going to slash at that door with his machete. Uh, that's a nine, well, I guess I don't need to roll 19 or roll to hit, but that's a 19. Uh, and that is a six for damage. So close. You know it's just going to be a moment you'll be able to push through. The, the wood is starting to give and splinter. The doors are at a slight angle. Uh, all it takes is the right shoulder, fist, face, fire axe, or whatever. Quinn. All right. She's going to swing at the door with... I have the short sword here. I guess this is... Was this a machete? I can't remember. Yeah, but you've been using your baseball bat. Yeah. So. So uh, I should keep using my baseball bat. So I will hit at the door with the baseball bat. Okay. Just roll damage then. Damage is zero. It's, she's not proficient <laughs> with the club, and it's also a minus one. So it's just it gave her a one plus <laughs> zero. Well, not minus one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to switch, right? <laughs> you, uh, you avoid the bounce back that's coming at your face. You sort of dodge. Thanks. Thanks for that. And you, uh, <laughs> you know, you make a mental note to think about your decisions, but now is not the time. Uh, Socket. Uh, she raises her her wrench again and brings it down on the wood. Okay. And this is a plus two, so a five. Bunk. With a boot, Burton kicks the doors open, and. The night air is in front of you. The howls are right behind you. One more successful athletic step puts you a, in a comfortable lead, uh, removing their chances of catching you. So I'm going to ask you guys to make, having cleared that last obstacle, one last athletics check to see if you can make it to safety. So scared. Let's go in order of initiative. So Creed, go ahead and go. Or Quinn, okay. You said Quinn, do you want to? Uh, Creed is good to go. Quinn had a nine. Mm-hmm. Socket. Six. Spilling out through the door, you're kind of stumbling over each other a little bit. Burton. Burton's not falling behind again. <laughs> and. I'm sorry, Creed, you rolled already. You got a 15. Mm-hmm. Alara. So who was it? So Socket was the one that got through the door, right? Yeah, Socket did the last okay. point of damage with the wrench. All right, so Socket and Quinn, I think you both spent your inspiration, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't spent my inspiration. You haven't? Okay. Do you want to spend it to reroll? Because um. they are right on your heel. Sure, I okay. Go ahead. Fifteen. You get it in gear and start running. And what's your decision socket? Uh, I'll roll on the the fix finish or the uh, inspiration chart. All right. Let's see what the magic eight ball of Utilifit has to offer you. Roll a d10. A four. Uh, oh, that's 30 jumping. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shake my entire house. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves it. Okay. I need to take my headphones off for this. <laughs> 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 Two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30. All right. Very good. 
My task should be hurting cats, because that's that takes a lot out of you. <laughs> All right, Ben. You are inspired. Go ahead and roll a second roll. Thirteen. That is just barely enough. Scrambling into the night and away towards the docks, perhaps. Um, you uh, make your escape. Uh, the howls of the horde behind you. You hear a raspy, lingering voice sort of echo out amongst all of them, sort of cuts across the general cacophony of, of roars and moans. And the raspy voice just says, Sweet Sweet cheeks. And you guys are off into the night. Well. Right, that concludes the adventure Ground Zero. You have the files. You'll make your way back to Fort Highview. We'll talk about all that in a future uh, game. Uh, I guess the future campaign arc. And... Uh, so uh, I think maybe just with a little bit of time we have remaining, we'll do a uh, quick, you know, one at a time wrap up. Uh, what uh, what did your character learn from this adventure uh, that made your character different or better? Uh, how has this experience uh, affected your character? Uh, happy to take volunteers for the first. Yeah, Creed will go. Um, I, I think that Creed learned, uh, you know, in the last two years, he hasn't spent a lot of time around around people. And I think that he kind of uh, realized that he kind of missed that a little bit, um, whether or not he'll admit it, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, something that he definitely did learn is that um, Twinkies, they, they last way past their expiration date and um, they, uh, they they taste uh, as delicious as uh, they did when it's you know you before the fall, um, but maybe he needs to be a little bit more careful about uh, <laughs> uh, his uh, self control when it comes to them. <laughs> they are the apocalypse food. <laughs> We'd like to go next. Okay, I think Elara learned two things. One that people change and she shouldn't underestimate people just because she knew them before um and the other is that uh maybe she needs to be a little less cocky and uh accept the help of others <laughs> excellent next uh, Quinn's that she she does enjoy being around people more than she'll ever want to admit to anyone um, and uh, yeah some other things I think that last parting thing of hearing sweet cheeks in the background has kind of made her start to question some things as well <laughs> okay very cool. I'll go next. Um, Socket probably learned that there is more to life than just riding around in the desert and partying. Um, she learned to work with a more experienced group of adventurers and she's a little dismayed uh learning about the what she believes is sabotage uh for the first safe house that we got to and the the question is still rattling around in the back of her mind as she celebrates this new victory with her new friends very cool jeff burton is pretty hung up on what he thinks he saw in that hallway with the, uh, what looked like a zombie wearing a necklace of 
fingers and you can't quite suss out whether or not that was somebody that had made that necklace as a human and then got turned. But much more concerning would be if it was a zombie that was smart enough to make a necklace of human fingers uh, uh, mixed with sweet cheeks at the end, which seemed to stir up something in the back of his mind as far as a memory, but he can't quite place it. Thank you for listening to the Fallen World podcast. If you're looking for ways to help support the creators of this show, please consider heading to OutbreakChallenge.com and checking out the Outbreak app. The Outbreak is a mobile fitness game where you can use your real-world step and exercise to run from and battle zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in an apocalyptic wasteland. You can face the challenge alone or invite your friends to join and help you survive. You can also compete against your friends and see who becomes a zombie snack. There are more than 17 different races and challenges to choose from, all with unique stories and themes that take place within the Fallen World setting. Plus, if you survive, we'll send you a real-life medal. Seriously, a real medal, and they're real awesome. The Outbreak is available for download now on both the Apple and Google App stores. The game also easily pairs with your Fitbit, Apple Watch, and other smart wearables. So head over to theoutbreakchallenge.com or download the Outbreak app today to get started on your own zombie smashing adventure. We'll be back with another episode next week. Until then, keep those windows boarded and rations stocked. You never know what new horrors will lie around the corner in the fallen world.